full service radio. Full service radio. Full service. Full service. Full service. Full service radio. Welcome to This Miraculous Life on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Oliveri Olumba, and today we have a very special day. We have some of my favorite people in the studio, and we have a really important letter from a listener, I think. So today we are here with Jamal Robinson of Desier Eyewear. He is a local DC entrepreneur and a friend. So I'm really excited to have him here weighing in on our letter today. And of course, we have our amazing studio engineer, Alexia Brown, who is my trusty person who can always check in with me during the show, make sure that I'm saying things that make a little bit of sense. (laughs) So thanks for being here today, both of you, Jamal and Alexia. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) So shall we delve in, guys? Today we have a letter from a person. I kind of like, actually, something I'm really loving about the show is how you can rarely tell if the letter is from a man or a woman. It's really interesting. I was, mm. I was talking over this letter last night with my husband, and I was assuming the letter was from a dude, and my husband was just like, was like, oh, this, this woman, like, you know, this is what's happening in this woman's life. And I was like, how do you know it's a woman? <laughs> um, so are you guys ready to hear from our baker without an oven? Is what I they love that. Called themselves. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Let's do it. All right, here we go. So here's what they say. Dear Sarah, in my line of work, I come into contact with a lot of entrepreneurs. Even my boss is an entrepreneur, I suppose. I work for a small accounting agency that helps local companies with all of their tax compliance, licensing, payroll issues, etc. We work with all types of businesses, from sports supply stores to bowling alleys. With my work always focused on helping someone else run their business, I wonder, how did they do it? How did all of these people have the courage and resources to pursue their dreams and be their own boss? I'd love to be my own boss. Ever since I was an undergrad in business school, I always imagined that I would work a few years to get some experience and then open my own shop. I want to open my own bakery. I love baking. I love baking way more than I love accounting. Actually, I'm not so fond of constantly balancing other people's books. It's not that it never seemed like the right time to sever ties with the traditional nine to five world. It's that it never even seemed possible. Now, more than ever. See, I've just gotten engaged and my fiance and I are taking out a mortgage on a house. We are both super excited to start our lives together, but I'm growing a little cagey about my job and my out-of-reach bakery. With a new home purchase, it is inconceivable that I could quit my job or even work part-time to focus on something else. The bank is not likely to finance a business venture for me. I don't have enthusiastic partners ready to foot the bill a trust fund to dip into, 
or a rich uncle. Can normal people pursue their dreams or just fulfill their destiny? What do you think? Sincerely, Baker without an oven. Wow. Thanks for writing Mm. us, Baker without an oven. I really love your letter. And I think in light of the letter that we received last week from Comfortably Miserable, where we talked a lot about optimism and introduced this concept called delusional optimism, which is a trait that entrepreneurs rate highly in and that really serves them in allowing them to create and pursue. And, you know, last week I talked about how I personally believe that risk-taking is an essential ingredient to a fulfilling life, not just not just a nice-to-have, but actually that most of the deeply fulfilling, meaningful things in life come from having taken a risk, including professionally, but also personally. So I want to I wanna take a quick pause since Alexia and Jamal were both listening to Baker Without an Oven and just get your like immediate initial reactions to the letter. Not necessarily anything deep yet, but what are your initial reactions to hearing from our Baker Without an Oven? Yeah, I, I'm... It- Oh, I want, I'm just excited for him to live a nice, delicious life. Um, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for them, but I definitely heard all of those concerns and they are very weighty indeed. Yeah, totally. I like your optimism. I like that you're, Alexia, I feel like you're already assuming that by having written us this letter, they're going to go for it at some point. I would think so. I love that. Mm, What a great, what a great... You would be a good life coach, Alexia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really, like about it's about seeing that highest potential in everybody that comes through the door. And I agree. Just just having written a letter shows that this person is serious about trying to pursue their dreams. They're just kind of trying to figure out if that is a genuine option for them. Jamal, any immediate reactions? Yeah, I I think I agree with Alexia's comments. Um, that shows commitment, which is extremely important in, in any aspect of life, um, you know, from a personal perspective, especially entrepreneurship. Right. But the, the first thing that comes to mind is um, for the baker without an oven is you, you don't have to have one without the other. You, know? mm. you, you don't have to separate um, dream and, and destiny. Mm. And, and I think we can, right. we can dive uh, deeper into that as we go along our conversation, but you know that that final statement she mo- she 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 wrote about um, the the two right you know, like call- can you can a normal person really fulfill their dreams or just fulfill their destiny exactly I thought you, that was interesting you, you, too you, 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 the or doesn't need to be there uh, right and, and, and we can we can dive dive into that but that was my right. that was my initial thought right so you're saying your destiny and your dreams do not have to be mutually exclusive no I, I actually believe they they should align uh, they should align right totally yeah. I think I feel you I think what I'm hearing you say is if a person feels like the path that they're on in their life is not aligned with their dreams, then that is not their destiny. 100%. 
Yeah. That's a, that's 100%. That's I it. That's, love that. that's exactly it because I love that. You know, it's it's as simple as mm. I believe um, you know, happiness is the core purpose we're on earth. Mm. And so no matter if it's if it's this instance where um, she wants to become a, a owner of a business. Right. Um, he or she. He or she. <laughs> We've been using she, so okay, he or she. That, Did uh, we? Yeah, but but um, he or she, or um, it, it sounds like they, they already have taken the commitment to their life partner. Right. So it's that, it's right. that, it's that same, uh, I believe, path of right. alignment um, for, for a happy life. Absolutely. I love that. I love what you said, Jamal. I love the, my, my big takeaway from what you just said is that if the path that you're on doesn't feel aligned with your dreams, then that is not your destiny. 100%. So that, there, so that there's one thing, Baker without an oven, um, your dreams equal your destiny. 100%. They're on yeah. the same path. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I love what you said also bringing up the point about that this person, our baker without an oven, is already committed to a long-term partnership. They said they're recently engaged. They have a fiance. They just bought a house, which is the place where I wanted to start baker without an oven responding to your letter because that is that is real and that is legitimate. And, um, you know, last week we talked about optimism. We talked about the necessity for risk taking. We talked about how you can really whittle down what you need to survive in order that you are not limiting your dreams in order to have a certain lifestyle or a certain financial level. Um, and I truly believe that. I, I, I think that if something is important enough to us, then we can whittle our way of living down to the bare minimum such that we can put all of our energy into our dreams and really, frankly, survive on very little. Uh, I believe that that is an option for all of us. It's just a matter of whether it's important enough to us to take that option. Uh, But that being said, once you introduce anybody else into the equation then that becomes a little bit different, right? Because the reality of being in a partnership is just that, that you have made a commitment to somebody else. And as, as we said in our first episode from my brilliant academic advisor who taught me that when you're in a relationship, somebody else's problems become your problems. And so Baker Without, without an Oven, one of the things that I'm hearing in your letter is that You've started thinking about this more since you made this commitment to your fiance and to buying a house. And that commitment is an important one and a real one. And you are correct to be kind of worrying that it feels less accessible now to take this risk of starting your bakery, of quitting your day job. And the reason why I say you're, you're right to be thinking that way is because it is, it is right when we are in a partnership to think about how our decisions and our actions will affect the person that we're in a partnership with. That is, that's only fair, right? 
And so what I want to say to you, Baker Without an Oven, is that you're not wrong. Starting a business, being an entrepreneur, being a person who is willing to take a risk in their career, it's not the easy path, right? That brings with it certain stressors, you know, certain anxieties, often certain lifestyle changes. And as a person who has committed to a partnership, it is true that you have to take into account how you making those choices for yourself will affect your partner and the life that he or she is leading. Because those choices, you're right, they will affect your partner. And I wanna share with you something that uh, my husband shared with me. He actually went to a coach a number of years ago. This is when we first started dating. So it was probably like nearly eight years ago. And my husband is a person who is very passionate and feels that he has a heavy purpose on his heart. Um, And his purpose has to do with helping people understand and connect with their inherent worth. So as you can tell, I've been influenced by him. (laughs) Um, So he has that purpose on his heart and he he puts a lot of time and effort and energy into this purpose. And he's never been a person who has prioritized having a certain lifestyle or a certain level of financial stability above that purpose. That purpose has always been superior. Um, And he went to this coach and he was talking to this coach. And what the coach said to him is that often being a person who has a heavy purpose or who feels really called by a purpose, that this is something that they are meant to spend their life focusing on and working on, often that is not conducive to romantic partnership that's what she told him Um, and that really that really stuck with him because as he shared with me he had had relationships in the past that had sort of ended in one way or another as related to that truth Um, and so what she asked him she asked him about me she said is your girlfriend somebody who wants to be taken care of and he said, I don't know. I need to think about that and, and ask her, you know. And so, so that is a thing that I learned from my husband about his purpose and that I think is true and that for the two of us, we had to talk about. And the truth is, I thought that I would like to be taken care of, <laughs> you know, so saying, no, I'm not that type of person. And, you know, you can you can pursue your purpose regardless of the volatility, of the instability, of the risk that that means we may incur as a couple or of the places where, you know, if you're if your business is struggling, my business might need to pick up slack or, you know, there's 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 no um certain sort of financial net to fall back on, right? I don't think that most people wake up and think like, that's what I want for my life, you know? I just, I I would, I really would love to go through every day with financial instability. (laughs) 
Um, or even having a partner who has something that is so important to them that that purpose may even be of superior importance to them than their relationship with me, right? Like that is a, that is a big pill to swallow. And so what I'll share from my experience is that it was a big pill for me to swallow. But what I realized is that that's what I want for myself. (laughs) I want to be able to pursue my purpose. I don't want to be beholden to providing stability, providing a certain lifestyle. And I don't want to be limited by worrying how my choices might create stress for my partner. And if that's what I want for myself, then I cannot, I cannot in good conscience offer anything less to my partner, right? So that's one. And number two, you know, for, for my husband and I and our relationship, the other thing that I had to wrap my head around and, and come to believe is that actually, you know, my husband having something on his heart that was so deep and so important to him that he was willing to say, look, if, if, if this person that I'm with, if you, you know, it's not that he thought this, but if this is what had happened, this is how it would have played out. If you can't be my supporter and my fan in orienting my life around this purpose that I have of helping people to understand and connect with their inherent worth, whatever that means for us as a couple, then we can't be together, right? And I think that that goes back to what Jamal said about if your dreams and your destiny do not feel aligned, then that is not your destiny. And the reason why I honor, A, what that coach had told my husband, and B, my husband's willingness to prioritize his own dreams and the way I would put it his own purpose is because you know what would have happened if he didn't do that if he would have said actually you know what this this girl that I'm with me (laughs) does want to be taken care of and it is not really up for this life of not knowing where my next paycheck is coming from, you know, or or having a husband who works day and night on his book, you know. Um, but I'm going to proceed because this woman is really special and I really love her and I love the connection that I have with her. If he had proceeded with the relationship in spite of me being uncomfortable or unsupportive of his dreams, guess what would have happened? eventually he would have felt very resentful and he would have resented me for creating a world in which he felt trapped. He didn't feel that he had all of the freedoms possible to pursue his own dreams. And so what I'm saying to you, Baker Without an Oven, is that you are in a very important moment in your life. You have just purchased a house. You are about to get married. You are feeling, as you put it, cagey about your job and your out-of-reach bakery. And the first thing that I think you need to acknowledge is that you are correct that in any partnership, you have to consider how your choices are going to affect that other person. And therefore, you have to choose a partner 
who is comfortable with the choices that feel essential to you. Okay, so yes, we should all be able to make sacrifices, make compromises. But if your partner is not able to live a life that is aligned with the choices that you feel you must make in order to have your dream, in order to feel fulfilled, then I'm sorry to tell you, but that partnership cannot be for you. And that is not just a gift that you give yourself. That is actually a gift that you also give to your partner because it's totally legitimate that a lot of people on this earth are not going to be up for the, entre- the entrepreneur lifestyle, the lifestyle that comes with launching your own thing or having, as I've been calling it, a heavy purpose. Um, and so that is perfectly legitimate. But if you are a per- person who feels called to have that type of life, to have that type of freedom, to pursue a dream that's on your heart, then I think that you need to choose a partner who's up for that. Because if you don't, then it will be very unfair to your partner when you later find yourself angry or resentful or snippy or just in subtle ways feeling like you're trapped in this partnership as opposed to this partnership is part of your dream. This partnership is supporting the big picture of your whole dream. So that's the first thing that I needed to get off my chest because, you know, you have this fiance, you have this house and you have this dream and I, I need for them to all go together. And if they don't like now you sent us this letter at a perfect time, you can really think about if this truly is your dream, right? Or if this is just a thing you're saying, and if it truly is your dream, then your fiance needs to be on board. And if your fiance is not on board, then you need to reassess the relationship, not just for you, but for your fiance, because nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody who they feel like that person is giving them the message that you forced me into this life or you forced me into this lifestyle that I have with you and I'm doing it for you as opposed to I'm doing all the things that happen for us for myself. So let me take a pause. I, I said a lot and I want to see how Jamal and Alexia have received it. If you agree, if there's any disagreements in there, I'm, I'm open to all of it. Mm. I have some counterbalances in the room today, so <laughs> maybe I'll get some corrections. I, yeah, what you're saying makes so much sense. And I'm reflecting on different mature relationships that I've seen in my life, even, mm. you know, with my parents and thinking about how. Um, oftentimes people will sacrifice their dreams, their destiny, whatever you want to call it for Mm -hmm. that relationship. Um, and relationships are important. Part of being in a stable relationship is part of people's dreams. Totally. Um, yeah. And I'm just thinking, and so for my parents, it was kind of the same thing where it didn't work out. Um, and my dad did have this like heavy purpose Mm -hmm. on his life. Right. Um, which is fine, which is fine that my parents had to go separate ways, but, um, yeah, I'm just really thinking about how we operate the other way. I think when pursuing, um, what we think is going to be our lifelong relationship, how we sacrifice our dreams and then get to the relationship. 
um, right. or like the relationship dictates what we're going to do for the rest of our time, which is really insane. Or it's something that I'm reckoning with now of like, is that correct? Right. Um, is that the way that we should be thinking about how we orient our life and our journey? Um, yeah, I don't know. Jamal, what do you think? So my initial thought was uh, to take a step back um, before the conversation of um, her own thoughts. Um, and even, I don't know if they discussed this when they were dating. If, if not, they should discuss it, especially when they're um, engaged. But w- understanding each other's vision is mm. so important. Absolutely. So this conversation may not even need to happen if uh, the spouse Mm -hmm. of Baker Without an Oven Mm -hmm. understands his or her vision. Mm. And so what what I mean by that is, um, and and that takes long-range thinking. Right. It's not short term. So, so the, the, the sacrifices that everyone has to make in life um, are done um, on purpose and with intention that the, the end outcome um, will hopefully be uh, happiness first and foremost because right. we went after something that we both aligned to. <clears throat> and the second thing is a successful venture. Right. So it may be the, it may be the, the bakery. Um, it may be something that comes uh, from you know the process of building a bakery, right. but it's it's success from a professional sense, right. um, and that starts with vision alignment. So, mm. so then the conversation of of um, um, I, I think of many entrepreneurial journeys and stories that I've heard where most are successful um, outside of the entrepreneur and the team that the entrepreneur builds uh if you hear any speech ceremony recognition the first person they Mm. typically think is their spouse true that and they great point and 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 i believe they do that because there's alignment in uh when and if baker without a uh without an oven decides to leave her job he or she knows that they have the support totally. and the stability of the partner. So totally. whether that's emotional, whether that's financial, mm-hmm. um, whether that's caregiving, personal, mm-hmm. etc. So I think that's very important because then when, it, again, with, with Baker, Baker Without an Oven, um, that takes the stress and the uncertainty of what, how, and when um, their life together will move forward. Right. Does that does that uh, make sense there? Totally. So so I, I think the the vision alignment, if they haven't done that, yeah, that's something that I would suggest as step one. Like, what what do you want? Uh, where do you see yourself outside of our relationship? Mm. I thoroughly believe you have to be a hundred percent yourself. Absolutely. To be a hundred percent in a relationship. Absolutely. So friendship, partnership family right so understanding especially long-term partnership marriage understanding what individually you want to accomplish right. and hopefully as a partner you uh, baker without an ovens partner can say you know what i can support you right. um in getting there right and that may take some sacrifice on, right. on, on my side and but then also 
her partner may have visions and goals. And Baker without an oven may say, you know what? I can support you to get you there and I'm willing to take some sacrifices on my end. Right. So then it's a win-win. Absolutely. And that's always the, the, right. the epicenter of life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and what I hear you saying, Jamal, is A, this life vision thing needs to be clarified. Both people, first, first of all, the way I would interpret what you're saying is that in order to be in a partnership at all, yeah. you as an individual need to first, as a prerequisite to partnership, understand your own life vision. Clarity. Yeah. Have, re- have real clarity on, on what you want. And it seems like, obviously, if they made a life commitment, um, uh, Baker Without a, an Oven has clarity on the type of partner. Uh, that they want and 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 so I would I would say the same thing on personal perspective right yeah right absolutely so let's take a quick break and when we come back we will sort of tie together all of this amazing insight about how partnership and romance aligns with pursuing your dreams and then before we have to wrap up today, I do want to get into the nitty gritty of if you don't have a wealthy uncle or a trust fund, how do you start the process of pursuing your dreams? So we'll be right back. We're hearing from Baker Without an Oven, and I'm here today with Jamal and Alexia. here at This Miraculous Life, hearing today from our baker without an oven who is wondering, how do I pursue my dreams if I don't have loads of money, basically, and I'm engaged and I just bought a house? And so what we've been talking about so far is how being in a relationship impacts ability to pursue your dreams and what is important to really have clarity on before a hundred percent committing to a relationship and that always a relationship should be a partnership that furthers our ability to pursue our dreams rather than inhibits our ability to pursue our dreams. And I think the hard truth is that most partnerships are not that, which is why most people are not our life partner, right? So, We're encouraging Baker Without an Oven to check in, make sure that he or she fully understands their life vision, make sure, to use Jamal's words, make sure that his or her fiance understands their individual life vision. I love this idea, Jamal, that understanding your individual life vision is a prerequisite to committing to a forever relationship. 
um, and that those visions are aligned. And the other thing that I heard Jamal saying is that in supporting a partner in pursuing and creating their life vision and creating that life vision together, it's not like a tit for tat situation. It's like whatever I can do to make it more feasible for my partner to pursue their dreams, I'm going to do it. And I trust that when I need my partner to do the same for me, that support will be there. And it's not like looking for it or counting it. It's just giving generously because part of your vision is your partner having their vision, you know, and and trusting that you are in a relationship with somebody who feels the same. And Alexia said something really important. Alexia, I so appreciate you sharing about your own family and you share that your dad was somebody who had a heavy purpose, who has a heavy purpose. Um, Yeah, who had a heavy purpose and that that ultimately did influence your parents' relationship and that he had to sort of go exit the relationship and pursue his purpose. And I think, A, like, thank you for sharing that. And B, I think that is so important to share because one of the things that I want to share with all the listeners, including Baker Without an Oven, is that if we have a purpose on our mind, on our heart, a vision, a dream, that purpose is not going to go away. And so if there is a partnership that we desire, but for some reason it seems like our purpose or our dream is not aligned with this partnership and we're like, you know what, it's okay, I want this relationship so much, I love this person so much, I can make it work. The truth is, I don't, I don't see it going that way. Like these purposes that we feel called to, yeah, maybe we can set it aside for a year, five years, 10 years. But then like that purpose is going to still be there after those 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, nagging at our heart. And if we have a partner who wasn't quite ready to sign up for that life that comes with that purpose, that reality is not going to change and if we think that we're getting into a relationship on the hope that we can be that the relationship can be enough even without this dream I think that that is a very unstable hope on which to found a relationship and I do not recommend going that path so This is the piece about how the relationship fits in with pursuing your dream. But I want to spend a few moments getting into the nitty gritty of if somebody does not have loads of money to invest or a year and a half of savings to live off, how in the world do they go about pursuing their dream? Because I, for one, believe that it is possible. And I have somebody in the studio here today, Jamal who has his own business. He has created an eyewear company called Dessier. Um, and he is an entre- entrepreneur at heart. And I, I do not believe that he has a trust fund or a, an excessively wealthy uncle. And somehow he is making it work and has a belief that 
he, this is what he told me the first time that I met him. I was giving a presentation on optimism and everybody was like, oh, Jamal is the most optimistic person in the room. You should talk to him. And I said, Jamal, you know, tell me tell me about your optimism. And he just simply said very matter of factly, anything is possible. Mm. Anything is possible. And I knew in that moment, A, that he was correct and B, that he meant it. So Jamal, I'd love to hear a little bit of your personal experience of how was it possible for you to pursue your dreams without having a large stack of money to fall back on? The, the first thing, I appreciate that. The, the first thing um, I would say is I do believe everything is possible. And to specifically start with Baker without an oven's story, as, as most entrepreneurial entrepreneurial stories it starts small mm, so that, I, 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 th- yeah. I, th- I think that's what I was thinking too I, th- I think for entrepreneurship everyone sees the the major success stories the the I've got to have the storefront right away I've got to have uh, an office right away I've got to have all these all these things in order um, when really you know matter of factly Baker without a dozen ba- Baker without right. an oven same um, thing. You, 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 yeah, you you can start with a shared kitchen space that is right. uh, certified, and you can um, take your ingredients there, um, make your cakes, and have bake sales. Um, so you work right. you work Monday through Friday, and you know Saturday Sunday you go to farmers markets. Um, you set up a table like lemonade stands, and that's how you get started. And you take that cash flow, right? Um, as as I have done with with my business. And you, you reinvest it. And sometimes it's going to work. And sometimes it's not going to work. And you take those learnings and you compound those over the weeks and the months and right. the years. And soon enough, um, you can have your storefront or you can have your food truck. Um, but that's my first thought right. and my, my first suggestion is start small oh my gosh jamal this is why i wanted to have you on the show you you put it even better than i could but this is as i was thinking through this last night that's exactly i was thinking baker without an oven rather than focus on what is not possible and i don't know where you live baker without an oven but maybe you live in manhattan and it sounds like you're thinking i want to have a storefront i want to open this bakery Um, maybe it is not possible to immediately have a Manhattan storefront bakery. So rather than think about what's not possible, what is possible? You have a kitchen, right? And now in today's economy, so many of these small, small businesses have been able to get started by creating small batches of their product. That's even part of the brand. Maybe they start selling it, like Jamal said, at a farmer's market, a local market. And then eventually, maybe they get picked up by Whole Foods and it goes from there. So I love that. Start small. And I would add, rather than focus on what is not possible, focus on what is possible. Um, And I just want to check in with you, Jamal, as well, before we have to wrap up. Do you think that exiting the nine to five world and pursuing your dream are mutually exclusive. I don't. I mean, from my own personal experience, I work at a, at a great company, track Maven in DC doing business development. And that's my day job. Right. And, um, I love it. I love the culture. I love the people. I love what we do. And in the evenings on the weekends, I still run my businesses. So, um, you know, I, I have that, 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 
that belief that everything is possible. So if you need to or you want to continue your day job, if that's you know something right. that's exciting for you, and there's still plenty of hours in the day mm. to um, work. Right. You, you know, there's a famous quote from uh, Elon Musk um, that that states something around along the lines of, of work 16 hours a day you can work 16 hours a day literally right so um and he was saying full time in his business but if you work eight hours a day at an office right. that still leaves you five to eight hours a day where you can um, run your own business mm. um, if you look at that time a lot of people may chop it up into they watch their favorite tv shows or spend time with their family um, but in this season if uh, Baker without an oven is is very intentional and purposeful on starting her venture. She can still work um, the job, and then get home, mm-hmm. have dinner, and work until early morning uh, on her venture. Until, if she wants to leave her nine to five, she can do that um, after some time. Right. So they're not mutually exclusive. Right. You can do both, and you can enjoy both. Um, there's many hours in the day. It just depends on you know you telling your time what to do and not your time telling you what to do totally you telling your time what to do not your time telling you what to do yeah absolutely i love that and i think i think sometimes people count themselves out from this ability to pursue their dreams or like it's it's one or the other you know either i have enough money that i can work on my venture full time without any income for two and a half years or i can't work on my venture at all and what I hear you saying, Jamal, is that's that's just not the truth. That's society's pressure. So right. we, we live in a culture that's that's uh, that, that that's that's very outwardly focused. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to prove yourself. So you know, Baker without him may have to prove, feel he or she prove mm-hmm. herself to to others or to validate themselves, um, and that's just not the case. And you said something before we started recording that I thought was pretty powerful, Jamal, which is that. Um, you you basically see your day job as a way to invest in your business in your venture not so much in that you're taking that money and directly investing it into your venture but that you can build your venture independent of having to rely on that to support you for your daily needs, your daily financial needs. And instead you can focus on reinvesting any money that comes from the business and building a successful venture rather than simply building a venture that allows you to buy lunch every day. That's exactly it. Yeah. So it's, it's it's one and the same. It, it's it's great for stability, but also um, cash is king when when you're starting a venture, growing a venture. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that allows um, the cash flow that's in my business to stay in my business to be reinvested. And if anyone has the opportunity to do that, I would highly suggest it mm-hmm. until uh, your business can support you and your team. Um, right. Outside of that. Right. Yeah, there's so much more we can say on this and I have some I have some 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 opinions that are sort of not not in conflict with what Jamal is saying, but I think like it depends on the business that you're trying to start, but I love that this the truth is that staying in your 9 to 5 and using that to help you build your own venture is an option. Um so we have to wrap up for today, but this has been 
wonderful having Jamal Robinson of Desier Eyewear Thank here you in so the much studio for having today. Me. I yeah, thanks for that. weighing in. Brilliant insights. Check him out. And Alexia Brown, the amazing studio engineer. I always love having your voice. And I just want to summarize the key takeaways from today. The first one relates with thinking about how your romantic partnership is compatible with your dreams. And I think what all three of us were saying is that if a relationship is to thrive throughout the years, then it has to be compatible with your dreams. And if it's not, then it is important to be honest about that with the person that you are currently in a relationship with and assess whether it can be compatible. And if not, then it's probably a relationship that you'll have to exit. And I encourage people to trust that it is possible to find both, to have your dream and to find a partner who will support that dream, even if it means stress and instability for both of you. Um, And then the second thing is, what does it look like to in reality, pursue a dream without having a bunch of money stored up. And I think the main takeaway is to start small and to focus on what is possible instead of what is not possible and to begin there. And the truth is almost always, no matter who you are, how little you have, how unconnected you are at this moment, Something is always possible. There is always a starting place. And the starting place does does not and should not be the end place. So, you know, you have to start at the beginning, not start at the end. So thank you so much for listening today. And I hope that this episode gives everybody permission to believe that if their their destiny doesn't feel aligned with their dreams, then they can change paths and that dreams are an option for everybody on this planet, no matter whether you have a rich uncle or no uncles at all. Okay. So thanks so much for listening and please send us your letters at Sarah at this miraculous Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.